It was a lot extra. <laughs> By the way, where was the dovetail? I didn't hear it. <laughs> oh, you must not be up? able to hear it in your headphones. I heard it really loud. Did you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Now I'm alive. <laughs> now I can hear my microphone. I can hear my ear. Was, okay. <sighs> I just imagine what your inner voice sounds like, and I, <laughs> I just wonder if it's like it sounds exactly an like <laughs> Like your conscience all the Did time. Did you see that meme with that little girl and the and the uh, husky dog howling? Oh yes. Did you see it? You, it wasn't a meme. It was like a video. Oh, a meme is a picture. That's a. I thought or it was a like a, like a two second little clip or something. Isn't that yeah. what a meme is? But that a, clip was like forty seconds. Okay, so it was a video clip. <laughs> okay, God. Grandpa. Millennial Nazi over here. <laughs> yes. That's not what it is. You don't even know. You don't even. You don't even on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was so cute. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> oh, hi, Rob Riggle. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Rob Riggle, and this is Riggle's Picks. And, of course, with me, as always... Sarah Tiana. Sarah. And Gary... The alcoholic. I was going to say that, but I chilled. <laughs> Gary, the shirtless uh, uh, engineer. Um, and I got to say, it looks like you're working out. Because yeah. you're shirtless, but you look ripped. Those 12-ounce curls. It, I, I mean, that's what I was specifically focused on. <laughs> Um. Anyway, thank you for being here, Gary. Thank you for being sober. My sort pleasure. Of. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Hey, friends. Uh, so it's been a while. Um, uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> First of all, I have to say Happy Veterans Day oh. to you, Rob Riggle. Well, that's once nice. a Marine, always a Marine. I hope. <laughs> thank you for your service. Oorah. Oorah. And uh, yes, and and that goes out to all veterans out there. Uh, thank you. Uh, to the men and women who serve this country, uh, we are uh, very grateful. Yeah, very grateful. I texted my uncle as well, the general, two-star nice. general, my nice. uncle. And uh, I was like, I know I make fun of you all the time, <laughs> but just know that I think you're a hero. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. And he I didn't say anything snide back. So, so I, uh, um, uh, this past week uh, on Friday... Uh, I was in Washington, D.C. Okay. And went to the Defense Intelligence Agency, the DIA. Okay. There's a CIA, which mm-hmm. you all heard of, the Central Intelligence Agency. There's a Defense Intelligence Agency. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. DIA. No. And amazing, amazing folks over there. And uh, I, did, I gave them a speech and um, did a little Q&A with them. And um, it was one of the coolest things I've done in a long time, I got to say. R- really fun. Really you fun. You gave a speech about defense. Uh, I say defense or defense. Yeah, <laughs> six to one. Have to As a Kansas there. City Chiefs fan, I don't think you should be speaking on defense. <laughs> uh, there it is. Come on, give me a little going on that. 
Man, that just came out of me either. I did not even plan that. That was a zinger. <laughs> yeah, I was sorry. minding my own business over here. You're just talking about all the great things you do. And I'm like... I'm talking about a special time in Washington, D.C. <laughs> talking to some of our, our brave people out there. No. Sorry. Anyway, deserved. It's deserved. I don't know what it is about Tennessee, but they got our number. The Colts used to have it, and is then it, we, we smacked their ass. Is it a division thing? No, I don't know. their division? No, hell no. They're, they're, in, they're in the crappy AFC whatever um, south. I don't know. Um, I AFC never know south. which ones. But, like, remember a couple years ago in the playoffs when we had them down and then they had that miraculous comeback at Arrowhead and beat us by one point, like 22 <sighs> to 21? Man. It was heartbreaking. It was literally just like two years ago. I could not believe the back and forth in that game this it, last week. It was unbelievable. And we had them early. Yeah. Like early, we were. I thought we were, I was like, oh, we're going to lock this up. Yeah. And when we didn't score that second touchdown, when that second touchdown got called back, it felt like everybody got oh, sloppy. Mm-hmm. Sloppy because we were getting more penalties than we've had all year. Stupid stuff. Stupid. Every, every time I watch you guys, I'm like, I do not know why you did not pay Justin Houston. Like, I just, like, the whole time, I'm like, he's your Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's me being partial because he went to Georgia. And I'm just like, you well, know. Well, trust me, we don't know either. We yeah. don't, you know, I, nobody knows. All I know is I, I get, uh, I'm, uh, I, was, I was overly confident that we were going to go to the Super Bowl. I still think we're going because I'm a Chiefs fan. I have no choice. I'm always yeah. going to believe we're going. But I gotta say, I I get I sit down to watch a Chiefs game now, and I'm like, who's gonna show up? Yeah, you know, are we gonna show up like we did at Denver, where the defense was this shut down defense and the offense was electrified? Is that gonna be who shows up, mm-hmm. or are we gonna have fuck nuts? Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and I did cuss. I'm sorry, mom, dad, if you're listening. But we had the, the Chiefs screw job, Mister Fuck Nuts, to you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they show up, you know, and they got their pud in their paw. Yeah. And they're putting a hot lotion on it instead of playing defense. <laughs> hot lotion. <laughs> well, how do you do it? <laughs> I don't do it like <laughs> Gary, you do it with hot lotion. You? How dare you? After you just talked about your parents. My parents are definitely listening to this. <laughs> Well, Gross. all right, friends. Um, <laughs> Speaking of my parents. Oh, and then I was in New York. Okay, yeah. Just for the, you know, for the record, I was in New York celebrating a friend's uh, birthday and, and, and also mm-hmm. going to Madison Square Garden to watch the Jayhawks lay a smackdown. <laughs> did they? On the Duke. And they almost did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> That's another thing where we lost by two points, okay, to Duke. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the, it was a great lineup. It was Michigan State, Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas. Literally, one, two, three, and four. Okay? We're number three. At, okay. Three. But the four top teams in the nation playing in Madison Square Garden. That's pretty cool, was right? Was that last Tuesday? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I flew to New York on Wednesday, and I was staying across the street from Madison Square Garden. I was like, I thought there was a game, you know? Yeah. There's okay. a lot of action. Because I think what happens is whoever went, like Duke probably ended up playing Kentucky. Oh, okay. I think Kentucky beat Michigan State. Okay. You know, it's like a Final Four or whatever. So then what happened in your game? We lost by two. <sighs> we lost by two, but the thing that sucked the most, we had 18 turnovers in the first half. Oh, my God. 18 turnovers in the first half, and we made 50% of our free throws. So just those two stats alone, yeah. we blow them out. Right. Ugh. But that's the difference between November basketball and March basketball. Right. <laughs> There's so much growth yeah. that happens over the season. I mean, and those kids are so young, so there is literal growth happening. Yes. Yeah. Mental, emotional, yeah. physical, all of it. 
Um, so the team that that was at the Garden that lost will not be the team that shows up in March. I think I think we have a deep run in the tournament this year. Good. Yeah. That's exciting. Because, I mean, even even at the crappiest, we played like garbage. Yeah. Uh, the stats tell you. And we still were two points away from, from the game. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting. I mean, first of all, like, well, there's also that Memphis player that's, like, got suspended by, right? The Penny Hardaway kid. What? Yeah. I don't know if that one's in the headlines, but that one, there's, there's a couple of shenanigans right now where the NCAA, both in football and in basketball, have a few scandals. The Penny Hardaway, before he was the coach of Memphis, right. paid for a kid's family. When he was seven years old. He helped this kid's family move to Memphis, and this is when he was just like a high school coach, Penny Hardaway, and then now Penny Hardaway is the coach, and they consider him a booster, so, and that kid plays for Memphis, so they're like, oh, you paid for him, you know, that you gave him money, and it's like... Are you talking about deep recruiting a seven-year-old? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, everyone's like, what? He was deep seven recruiting years a old. Seven- Who knows if that seven-year-old's going to pan out to... What are you talking about? Exactly. That's what we're all like, <laughs> what the heck is going on? Like, I'll tell you what, the NCAA, is, they're overreach. They're like a bad yes. homeowners association. Yes. Their overreach is out of control. They're, yeah. they're, they've lost all perspective. And they're losing their minds because they know they're about to lose control, and I think now they're just losing it. That's it. That's it. This, this new California law has put them in a in a tizzy. In Florida, I think Florida passed it too, right? So oh, well, another, wait, like you said, state, you even Tuesday. I said the SEC would pass it next, but you called it, Sarah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sarah called this early. She said because I was even trying to put together, I was like, what are they doing in California? She goes, trust me, everybody's going to follow suit because they don't have any choice for recruiting purposes. You can't just let California run amok while for a whole year. While you do nothing, so yeah. it, all the copycat legislation just came down the pike. Well, and then NCAA reversed their ruling. They said we're going to allow it in four years, and then but then that they haven't, that, but they've been still like very like it, again because they they have a lot control of loopholes. Yeah, they have they're a lot. They're very of, they're very coy about how they're they're saying. How, oh, exactly we're gonna, we're gonna allow gonna this, it. but well, what do you, what do you mean? There's I nothing in writing. Know. There's no plans. They're just saying. Well, and Make that's how they like it. They, they, they have control issues. Yeah. And by being uh, uh, nebulous like this, where they're just like, mm, you, it will allow it. By not telling you the rules, you get set up to break them. Right. And yeah. then when you do break them, there's no recourse. It's like when they go, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. Smack on the wrist. You go, I, you can't do that. And they go, yes, we can. And there's no way, there's no way to adjudicate it. There's no way. Mm-hmm. You just have to live with our ruling. The NCAA is a tyrant. No, and, yeah. and they're getting out of control. And now the sand is slipping through their fingers with all these new. <laughs> everybody's kind of taking the ball and running with it themselves, and they can't stand it. Well, Chris, so they're going to do all, all they watch. They're going to come down with a bunch of smackdowns, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to reestablish their dominance. And I don't know how it's going to go for them. Honestly, like Chris talks about this all the time, but he's like, if every kid on Alabama and Ohio State sat out of a game, everything would change. Oh, oh yeah, that day, that yeah. day. They don't play a game. Yeah. You Every, watch. Everything changes. You watch. Well, you guys heard up. about you guys heard about the other story in college football right. where Ohio the, State, right? Right. It, uh, some booster paid or loaned a kid money so that his girlfriend could come watch him at the Rose Bowl. The kid has since repaid the loan in full. He repaid it like almost was, uh, a few months after almost the game. immediately, like, like, almost like, immediately. A, as immediately as you could expect a college player Chase, to. Right? I Chase think it was, Crawford. and he's now he, he missed this weekend's game. Defensive player. The other great thing, though, first there has to be a reasonable test. There has to be some measure where you can say, okay, like that's not criminal behavior. That's a, that's a reasonable thing. 
especially if all the T's are, are crossed and the dots, uh, the I's are so dotted. He, so his girlfriend could come, oh, oh, Chase Young, yeah. So his girlfriend could come watch him play in the Rose Bowl. Right. What was a he supposed to do? Go to a friend, bank and a take family a loan? friend gave him the you know gave him the money. He bought the ticket. He paid the money back. Like, what's the big deal? Which, by the way, that's the what Rose any Bowl single person could do. Everybody can do that in college. Everybody can do that in high school. Everybody can like that's not there's there's no violation. But the overreach is becoming so grandiose. Yeah, I don't know if this kid's going to the NFL, but for ninety five percent of college football players, the Rose Bowl is the biggest thing you will ever do in your sporting career. Right. Yes. Right? Ever. Yeah. yeah. You, you I will, would concur. You will not necessarily make the pros. That is the biggest stage ever. This guy wanted his girlfriend to be there and right. he paid the loan back. But I think it also like to set up to right. say a bigger thing, to make these kids feel like they can't have any money ever. And then if they do make this NFL or they do make the NBA or whatever, now they get an influx of money. Now they have absolutely no idea how to deal with it. You know what I mean? If they have no experience with money whatsoever, whether it be a loan, whether people are giving them a little here and there, however it works, you have to have some experience with money before you're giving a cash cow of, you know, a huge amount. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so supportive of, you know, like these states coming in and saying we're going to let players make money off of their likeness. Because I want them to have experience with thousands of dollars before they have experience with millions. I, I, I hear you. And also their likeness, but also their name, right? Yeah. Like like Reggie Bush right. got in trouble for signing autographs and selling them, right? Isn't that what he did? He has mm. no rings anymore. Right. He had to give and, his and, rings and, back. And, and the university had their titles stripped mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like, why? Yeah. It's so unnecessary. Because he signed autographs and made a few bucks for his name? How about it's the- his name. How about the NCAA had to rule on whether or not he could, as an analyst, come back to SC and call a game? <laughs> he is employed by primetime, by yeah. uh, college game day. This is the problem with bureaucracies. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, bureaucracies mean people have to justify why they have a job, and so they go crazy with right. the overreach. Right. They go crazy. The, the NCAA doesn't have any business adjudicating any of this crap. Mm-mm. No, or weighing like, in on it in any way. It They're falls just... under the jurisdiction of none ya. It's yeah. none your business. Mind your own. Mm-hmm. Like, get, get out of here. out. Yeah, it's just not fair. Like, any student can make money of what they do in college. Whether you're an artist, uh, if you're, like, some some colleges are strict. If you create an app in college, some colleges, like in, at Harvard, the app belongs to the school. If you've created that under the guise of teachers and stuff like that. But if you create it on your own. Right. If you create it for a class or something. Right. Like if it's a class project that then turns That's into a different. company, they own a portion of it or something. But it's it's laid out in a somewhat fair way. I mean, there's a story in your guys' news that we may get to later about a college kid who figured out that there was demand in Minneapolis for Krispy Kreme donuts. And so he made a business out of going to Iowa and bringing back mm-hmm. hundreds of boxes of donuts. That was totally fine. How well, was that? Also... Know? My no, favorite. And those are, that's the legal. New York City, a pack of cigarettes is thirteen dollars. Yeah. Because of the because of all the excise taxes. So what do they do? They get in a van. They go down to North Carolina yeah. where the excise tax is like ten cents because it's Tobacco Row, and boom, bring it they up. bring it back up. And now you got you know black market bootleg smokes. Yeah. But it's there's legal ways to do things. There's illegal ways to do things. There's, but it's going to happen. It just makes people think outside the box, and it creates a more hostile environment for the ways they're thinking of having to make money. And there's people that say, well, these kids get an education, you know. And it's like, how much education do you think they're getting when they are practicing football or a, a professional sport? They can't get a job. 
because they have no time to get a job to make some sort of money unless Absolutely. it's possibly the off season. And then also they're not encouraged like class. It, it's upon that own person to like use that education and go to those classes. And when you're overwhelmed because there's pressure on you to succeed in a game and exhausted think, and that you think this might be my only future, you're not thinking of a backup plan. You can't afford a backup plan when you're trying to think of what you only what you want to do your whole life. Well, I, I, I hear you on that. I absolutely hear you on that. And also, I think a, a lot of Americans, especially the millennial generation, has been sold a bill of goods, which is you you don't have any worth unless you have a four year degree. Right. And the simple truth is not everybody wants or needs a four year degree because I'm telling you. The, the contractors, the plumbers, the electricians, mm-hmm. <laughs> I deal with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're going to rule the world. The mechanics, these guys make big money. I'm telling you, my plumber and my electrician probably, I'm not kidding, probably, and the cabinet maker probably make around $200,000 to $300,000 a year. You okay? know, yeah. and, that's, I, and I know lawyers who make about the same. And, uh, uh, and if you go and, and get a four-year degree that you spent quarter million dollars on, in women's studies or African-American studies or <laughs> French poetry. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know how that translates. I, I, mean, I don't, other than academia, perhaps. But I don't know where it translates in, in the business world or the real it's world. The value of an education is not what it used to be, is what we're trying to say. And, it, you know, I mean, look at the Kardashians. None of them went to fucking college. You know what I mean? They all make billions of dollars. You know, you right. don't, it's not necessary. You know, Did you guys see the dickhead who's, who came out and announced he's a southern senator or yes, something? Yes, Burr, Richard Burr Richard from Burr. North Carolina. He said he was going to tax the, the scholarships. athletic scholarships if they start getting paid. He's going to treat them as income. What the hell? I mean, people are just going nuts. Yeah, this is, and people want more government, more bureaucracy. I'm like, I thought everybody, (laughs) I mean, especially in the Trump era, most people want less government. I would think. But but when it comes to the NCAA, apparently that's not the the case. And I'm like, "Uh." the NCAA is scaring me because they are flailing. It feels like a cult. Well, they're flailing right now. They, 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 they're used to total control. Yeah. And now it's slipping through their fingers like it does when when tyrants always lose control eventually, they always do. Yeah, I mean, this because is, people can't take it, they can't, and then they so they start finding ways to circumnavigate it. And the harder they squeeze, and the more the more slips through. And you're watching an unraveling, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's control. It's like indentured servitude. It's like you guys, we we do not need this archaic form. You know, we've all grown. Everything's grown. The sport has grown. The economy has grown. Every things have changed. Mm-hmm. College football is not what it was mm-hmm. when it started, you know, when the NCAA originated in the fucking 50s. Right. Like, you guys have to grow as well. I, I couldn't agree the sport more. sport has grown, you need to grow too. Absolutely. And, and you know, when you, talk, when you look at the size of an Ohio State or a Michigan that has, you know, in the big right. house, 100,000 seats mm-hmm. in the big house. Mm-hmm. And it's sold out every week. Mm-hmm. That... That sun that Saturday, that Saturday pays the entire faculty. Everything. Everything. They yeah. pays the lights on, it gets new buildings, it gets all the research grants. Like that that's what it is. And and I'm sorry, but I I, I don't know the right answer. I don't know the right answer mm-hmm. about whether college athletes should be paid or how they should be paid. Maybe they should be paid, but maybe it's not competitive with professional salaries or something. But I don't know what the right answer is. I just know 
you can't control this the way you want to control it, NCAA. So I think it, first of all, I think first of all, I don't think anybody should get paid a salary. I think you can make money off of who you are, yeah. and and that is a great start. I think it teaches children marketing uh-huh. and business uh-huh. how to market yourself uh-huh. as and how to as be a, responsible for and yourself. How to be responsible for yourself. You go uh-huh. out and you go. Here's what I'm worth. And if you, if I want to charge you $300 for an autograph, I might just be a lineman. I might not ever make it to the NFL. This might be the most money I make this week in college. Great. That's what you do. Like do an autograph signing, you sign a hell, you know, whatever it is. Like you're, the school's making money off of jerseys, shirts, hats, every day, every single day. I know when I started at Georgia, I bought stuff at the, at the student store right away. I've been out of, I've been out of KU for 10 years. (laughs) <laughs> Ten uh, times You're going to let Three? me get away with that? Nobody's on the way. I couldn't do the math fast enough. I've been out of KU now for about 10 40 years. 40 years. Okay. <laughs> and I still, every year, get fresh new yeah. Jayhawk merch. It's almost Christmas. Guess and, what's on my list? <laughs> when I went to this KU game in New York, I, I, brought, I wore my brand new KU sweatshirt, mm-hmm. which is so fine. Because <laughs> they, they update it all the time. These things look good. I look yeah. good, uh-huh. son. I'm talking, yeah. oh, what time is it? Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop as I walk down Fifth Avenue. Sweatshirt time. Uh huh. That's what time. That's what's up. Okay. Now I can only imagine you looking like with like a hat backwards and like wearing sunglasses at night. Now I have this ridiculous image in my head, like like your Eminem walking into Madison Square Garden. Oh, I should be so lucky. <laughs> That's your next Riggles pick. That's my next. Yeah. There but also is. think about your kid. It's not just you. Like how how much stuff have I bought for my unborn child? Oh, I've spent. At least three hundred dollars on U of A gear for my yep. three month old. There you go. And I do. And you're right. To your point, every year I get a new pair of basketball shorts, I get a new t shirt, and I get a new hoodie, yeah. and I get a new hat. It's, there it, there's every year, every, every year. year, without fail. Yeah. And if I don't, somebody in my family buys it for me for Christmas because they know that that's that I want it. So it's there's more than enough money. Yeah. I mean, it's the amount of swag I buy from KU. There's at least one hippie professor that's living on me. Well, if we just think about it in terms of like. The military, right? You yeah. guys also put your bodies on the line. Mm-hmm. You're, and, like, if you weren't allowed to, like, make money outside of the military while you were in the military, which you're allowed to do, mm-hmm. like, you could create an app. You could, yeah. you, could go do, you could go do comedy even though you're still in the military Absolutely. and get paid from somewhere else. Like, that's as not, long as you're not on, you know. You're serving your country. You're not... And you're not saying anything bad about right. your work. Right. You're not saying anything wrong. And you're not wearing your uniform to advocate right. for a product or a pol- politician or, you know. And that's what part of this deal is. It's like, the, you know, in within these guidelines that the government is setting up, like state governments, they're saying, like, you still have to apply by the same marketing rules that the coach does, that the university does. You can't just go out and, like, be the face of a weed clinic. You yeah. know what I mean? Because a, co- a coach can't do that. Sure, But responsible marketing and like taking your life into your own, you know, it's your life. You should be able to do what you want with it. I hear you. I absolutely hear you. And I, and again, there's so many details that need to be worked out, but that's why we have 10,000 lawyers for every. (laughs) Yeah. But then it's like, uh, and I'm sorry to change the subject, but it's like even getting into the NFL is like, you're still putting your body on the line and you're not necessarily sure you're going to be taken care of. Because I don't know if you've been following the Trent Williams story in Washington at, with the Redskins, but oh. it is like 
the most horrifying story I've ever oh, read. Oh no! So I don't know what's going on here. It's I. I, I will say this though, to your point, going back before, because mm-hmm. I want to hear about this. Okay, but there's only sixteen hundred and change uh, NFL players, right? In the league, sixteen hundred and change. So let's call it sixteen sixty or something. From the college ranks, the college ranks are like sixteen thousand. Yeah, it's like ten percent. Yeah, it's like ten percent make it to the pros. Select few, very, mm-hmm. very select. It's like winning American Idol. It is. It's biggest, strongest, fastest. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so go ahead. Yeah, and then if you make it, who knows how long you stay? Absolutely. I know the average length of a career in the NFL is two to three years. Yeah, and you hope you can make three so that you can get health care. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. So Trent Williams, I I believe he plays Redskins defense. Yes, I believe he does. He's played for the Redskins for almost ten years. Uh, He's made the Pro Bowl seven times. One of their best players. Captains. Captain. Um, Yeah, left tackle. So he uh, had a cyst on his head, and he kept going to the team doctors, and they were like, "It's just a cyst." And he's like, "Well, can you remove it?" And they're like, "No, we can't really get rid of it," you know. And he's like. Kept going back over and over again, year after year, playing through injuries, broken hands, legs, limbs, back aches, concussions, never saying anything, years and years, keeps going back. Can you guys just finally goes to a plastic surgeon this last year, and the plastic surgeon's like, I don't think that's a cyst. I think it's a tumor. And he was like, no, 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 all my team doctors have looked at it, they've checked it out, they did biopsies, they all said no. So just, can you just take it off, it just looks bad. And this thing is the size of a softball. And oh it's like, it's that big around. It's not that deep. It's that big around. So they finally remove it. And then the plastic surgeon calls him a week later and is like, this is a tumor. You have brain, a brain tumor that has been growing out of your head. And the Redskins refused to pay him <laughs> his money. They, they put him on injury reserve. They refused to trade him so that he can at least get out of it and, like, take care of himself. And the Redskins have just, like... Swept it all under the rug. Like, clearly the doctors hid everything from him. Let him keep playing with it. And until he got an outside doctor to finally get rid of it, did he, and the Redskins are just like, yes, no, sorry, no. We'll, we'll look into it, what we did wrong, but they have yet to admit any wrongdoing. So, okay, this is... See, whenever <laughs> I hear a story that's so clearly black and white, so right. clearly right and wrong... And he only came out and said something because they refused... To trade him, and they go, well, we can't trade you because you can't pass a physical. And he's like, why do you think I can't pass a physical? <sighs> but see, th- okay, so this is what I'm saying though. Whenever there's a story that's so you know right. clearly right and wrong, right. like this is as ba- clear as you know, I always want to know. Well, it can't be that way because there has to be like I'm. No one just operates in the wrong and is like, that's right. We did. We screwed him, and that's the way it is. And he can pound sand like mm-hmm. so. That's clear not what they're saying. What is their defense, though? So what are the, what are the, the Redskins feel like they can do this? So why do so they feel justified in doing this? The Redskins just say it wasn't cancer when we saw it. We don't. We we have to look into it deeper and see if it really is. So they're cancer. also maybe protecting themselves about, from future yes. lawsuits that are about to come down. And they're saying that's why they we won't put cooperate. him on injured reserve. Okay. We put him on IR. But you don't have to pay somebody on IR apparently. And I'm not. I'm not 100% sure about that, but the only reason that he came out and said something was because, like, they refused to act. Like, he's never said anything. He's never spoken bad about the team, even though they've done horrible things to him in the past. He just played through it all, sucked it up. He was a team captain. 
And now he's like, I feel like I have to say something because, like, I, what am I supposed to do? Well, yeah, you got to defend yourself. I, you got to stick up for yourself. They could have killed me. Yeah, you got to advocate for yourself. He spent money out of his own pocket to fly back and forth to Ohio to, like, this specialty clinic to get all this stuff taken care of. You know what it sounds like to me? It, it's, it sounds like an organization preparing for a defense. Yeah. No. So they're, what they're doing is they're, they're circling their wagons, mm-hmm. and all their lawyers are now going, okay, how can we mitigate the damage that we've done so that when he sues us, you know, we can settle for a lot less than probably what he would get in a court. Yeah, I mean, he's owed like $10 million. It's not, and not like that's not a lot of money, but to the Redskins, that's not a lot of money. Yeah, I, their owner, have you noticed? Uh, oh, Dan is, Snyder? Is not really great with people? No. That's he's, why, that, I think it's, it's more of the history of, the reason that I believe him and I believe Trent Williams and like everything that he's been saying is because I know Dan Snyder's reputation for being a POS mm-hmm. and he's treated people like this before. And it's like, if you can treat Alex Smith with a level of respect when Alex Smith shatters a leg and goes down and you still take care of him, how can you not take care of a guy who has cancer that you misdiagnosed? Who's a captain of your team. Who is a captain, Pro Bowl, yeah. has been with your team for 10 years. For 10 years, a decade of, be- of, of, of grinding it out there. Sitting under, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like this at all. This is the ugly side of business. Yes. And it's, it's, it comes down to uh, leadership and decision-making. Yeah. So it's that, So what I'm saying is, like, you know, when you hear about these kids in the NCAA and you go, like, they shouldn't be allowed to make any money. They're getting a scholarship. It's like, well, even making it into the NFL doesn't mean that their life is going to be clear and great. That doesn't mean everything's going to unhold, you know. Oh, heck no. There's, like, you know, oh, life no. is life. We all get handed things differently. So... You just have to be fair to everybody. Like, let give everybody an equal shot at doing the best and and making the most of what they can with what they have. Well, I I don't think anybody in this country, if they are a true blue American, would ever say that there shouldn't be equal opportunity. Right. Everybody knows that. If you don't know that, you need to get get yeah. out. Yeah. Or wake up or do something. Now, you're never ever going to have equality of outcomes. No, no, that's very true. You're never going to have that. So, because that's where that's where it all comes down to the difference between you, me, Gary the drunk, and and other folks. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, Malcolm Gladwell did a great pod. He has a great podcast <laughs> called Revision. Gary just shot me the best look. <laughs> yeah, God he's just it. like minding his own business yeah, over he here. He was literally minding his own business. Well, take a sip, Gary, and chug <laughs> it down, and just accept your fate. But like. I was saying Malcolm Gladwell did a, a great podcast. He's got a great podcast called Revisionist History. And he was talking about that concept of, like, America, You everybody has an opportunity to make something of themselves. But what they found is that some people have more opportunities than others. You know what I mean? Like, some, like some people, everybody gets a chance. And a lot of times, rich people get multiple chances. Whereas when you come from a small, like, no money you might just get one. And if and football might be that one is what I'm saying. Sure. Like sometimes it's a scholarship, sometimes it's like you don't have to bus to you can will bus you to a better school, you know, and then they and sometimes it's a scholarship and like you can't you have to do everything with that one opportunity that you're given. Sometimes you're only given one. Yeah. And like Well, you're only given one if that's your mindset. 
Yeah, maybe. That's your mindset. I, I, I don't know if I completely if agree If you get knocked it. down, do you get up? Yes, of course. Don't I, you think everybody else tries to get back up? I think everybody's can create opportunity, but I think that some people have a better chance well, of creating of course, more well, of opportunities wealthy, than others. Of course, wealthy people are going to have yes. more opportunities and more options. They are. They're going to have, but that's just the way it is. You know, if you have, yeah. if you have more money, you have more options in life. You just do. Yes. That's why everybody strives to get more, more money. More outs. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. Options. Options are outs. You have more opportunities to, to do things. And if you try something and you're no good at it and you fail at it, well, you can try something else. Uh, you know, that, but that, that also kind of applies to I- anybody on the economic scale but if, sometimes, you, if I'm just, you want it. The example that they were giving that, that Malcolm was talking about was like this kid who like had an opportunity to go to this, you know, huge high school where he, he would be in line to get a scholarship to go to college and be the first one. Then his mother got sick and there's no one to take care of his mother, so he has to stay home. And he can't go to that school. Well, and, and that is a tragedy. And because then, but then who knows when the next opportunity comes? Because who knows how long he has to take care of her, how long he has to stay home, how long he has to stay in that position. And then... But is that the economic... Is that the, is that the system? Or is that just bad luck? Is that God's both. will? It's a little of both. <laughs> you know, is that it's just God's plan that we all get bad breaks? You know, some people get... But the rich people can recover from them. Probably yes. better. More people, yeah. I think some pe- it's easier for some people to recover than it others. It is because you have more options when you have money. Well, you have more source resources, like yeah. friend, and by resources I mean friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know, especially like in the entertainment business. Like you know this as well as I do. Most people are born into this business. It is like the royal. It's like a royal family. And then there's a, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. lot. But, but, but I'm like saying like commoners w- to get in, you create your own path. You create your own opportunity. You're from Georgia. Yeah. I, when I was a Marine, you know, I wasn't getting rich. I wasn't mm-hmm. get, I, w- I was getting paid on the 1st and the 15th like a government employee does. And when I kept getting rejected and kept getting rejected and kept getting rejected for seven years, being told no for every audition, everything mm-hmm. I went out, seven years, you know, that you, you have to decide what you want and you have to keep going for it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't getting rich as a, as a government employee. Mm-hmm. You came from Georgia, which, you know... It, it, to find your way to Hollywood or New York, mm-hmm. out of Georgia, that's a long road. That's a long haul. Yes, no, you know? there's a but lot you, of, But you did it. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of determination, and there was nothing holding me back. There was nothing saying, like, you can't go because you have this obligation. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no tragedy in my life that, that held me back that said, like, you can't leave because your parents are sick, you know? Uh, I mean, they're sick in the head, and they're, you know... <laughs> really warped and <laughs> they're not getting anything for Christmas, but that's not on me. That's just who they are. You said that into the microphone just now. <laughs> because I know they're listening. <laughs> Her parents are just so sweet. They're just so nice. Any they're the joke at their people. expense is so funny to me. <laughs> By the way, I just love, I loved too. last week. My friend Mike Bernard was talking about how like, um, he acted like I slipped up and said that I lived with a boy on our, um, CBS pick em pool league. He's like, I don't think your parents would like that. You're a good Southern girl. And then my mom wrote back to everybody, and she's like, Mike, I might be old, but I'm not blind. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom had just, she's like the queen of like those two lines where you're like, it's just so yeah, stealth. You just, just never perfect. see it coming. Love That's it. how she was our whole life. Like, I love that. She's sarcastic. a sniper. She's well, a sniper. Like, yeah. uh, let me just give you an example. Like, My dad would come home, and my sister and I would be watching TV, and he'd be like, turn that down. So freaking loud, you know? <laughs> and, my, and my mom would come home and be like, girls, 
That's so great that you have the volume up because the neighbors, they just can't afford cable. And I think it's so great <laughs> that even though they live a mile away, yeah. you're still letting them hear what you're watching. She has and a we're funny like, approach. oh, okay, fine. You know, and then we just turn it down. She has know? a funny approach. Yes. You know what? And I like that too because your mom was clearly self entertaining. <laughs> yes. She does <laughs> not need anybody else's help. I like that she was self entertaining. That's well, yeah. awesome. She also has a high tolerance because she's lived with my father and me. Yeah. And my my sister, you know what I mean? So, like, she's just surrounded by clowns. <laughs> so she has a very patient <laughs> temperament, and she's just very st- – like, I remember one time she was at my comedy show, and, like, there were just, like, these two people, like, obnoxiously making out uh, by the <laughs> merchandise line, you know? That. And As everyone, you do. everyone's like, gross, gross. And you just hear my mom go, I hope they know each other. <laughs> 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 you know? Where you just, like <laughs> – that's what you're okay. I like the zingers. It's very quiet and stealth. Speaking of your awesome mom and our <laughs> awesome league. Oh yeah. I just want to real quick, if you don't mind. <laughs> yes, the CBS pick 'em pool um, that we were in. But I have now, it here if you like. Well, take a look, Gary. But also, yeah, you guys just dropped because. Uh, oh. So just so you guys know, we are watching. Well, this is we're recording this during Monday Night Football. Yeah, but Sarah, I'm looking at something right now. <laughs> Gary, maybe you help me out here. Uh, oh, well, oh it, yeah, it, that you're talking about our fantasy yeah, team. Well, looks well, like well. Rob's very handily beating Sarah in. So fantasy. first of all, oh. Rob is in second to last place <laughs> in the league. I, I said handily. He handily. scored the most points. points this week, and you know who scored the second most points? Me. <laughs> Doesn't matter, sucker. <laughs> Your third overall win this entire season. You play to win the game. <laughs> yes. I know, but Sarah, I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me right now? I took you to the woodshed. But like Christian Kirk for Arizona, he scored 40 points this week. You're damn he had right three he did. touchdowns. Like nobody. And by the way, I was like kind of expecting to lose because Matthew Stafford was out and he's been my quarterback all year. And, you know, I've had him several years because he just airs it out. It's great. He's a great yeah. fantasy player every year, consistent. Missed also, the first, never misses a game. Never misses a game. Had to miss his first one. I knew he would. So I'm like, who am I going to pick up? No one's really good or available. I'm like, well, I'll pick up Daniel Jones because he's playing the Jets. He had a big game. He had the biggest game of his life. He yeah. scored four touchdowns. In there you go. Danny so Dimes. We were able, I was able, I was like, okay, maybe I have a chance yeah. of like hanging tough with Riggle because. I was slated to lose by 30 points, like, before our game even started. So, I can't even believe that, like... I think you only lost by 20. What? what? In the house. But last week, just so you know, Bennett beat me by scoring 200 points. This week, he scored 95. That's how it can happen. It's... It's poison. It's, it's really so freaking frustrating. It's really surprising there aren't more fantasy football-related major crimes. <laughs> I mean, just things like that that just or or losing. You ever lost by less than a half a point? Oh yeah. yes, it's, so have I. It's demoralizing. It's amazing. It, that I it amazing how it affects you going into the week. Oh, it'll screw so you, especially is, if you know you have to see that person. Like, yes. I, I lose in a work league like that, and I. It's just Monday morning. Well, so I, I I'm in a, in another league that I lost, and here's the thing. I knew this was coming up. Like and I knew my my defense was on a buy, so I traded them. Mm-hmm. Right. I traded out and I was like and then I did it early, like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So it was like pending. I'm like, ah, well, Thursday night comes around. I forgot to check. <laughs> and I got the trade. 
but it stayed in my on the bench. It didn't go oh, yeah, automatically. It automatically fill in. It doesn't fill in. Uh-uh. And I got, I got, that was a nine point. The team got nine points that I picked up, and I lost by two points. Oh. And I was like, just heading, heading. Uh, and so for the whole week, I could hear to, Rob screaming. Yes, <laughs> that I high pitch scream. scream. I'm still not right. I'm still not right. Right. It still affects me. Well, so, um, and now it just in our pick 'em pool. Seattle and San Francisco are tied in this game right now. You guys are listening to it uh, this on Thursday after this game is already played. But uh, Riggle and my mom both have uh, have picked the exact same. They both picked San Francisco to win. They're both tied for first. <laughs> and they both picked 47 points as the tiebreaker. I can't believe she picked 47. <laughs> I know. I can't believe that either. And actually, Grant picked it as well. Grant Weber, who's also... Up there with you guys, but but what's he picked forty seven too? He picked forty seven. So we all picked Wait, the same. Grant, but Grant had to have picked something differently because he picked a few, Seattle. Okay, a few, yeah, a few minutes ago, Grant was winning. So he has Seattle. You two have San Francisco. So those are the. Can I just say, the for three. the record, yes, screw the Bills. <laughs> oh, at six and two, you're going to lose to the Browns. Unbelievable. Go fuck yourself. Next. The Giants, the Jets. The Jets just lost to the hapless Dolphins. Miami. And they're garbage. Yeah. And yet the Giants are more garbage. Uh, Yeah. Fuck fuck them. The Rams. Next, Mm -hmm. congratulations to you, but I picked the Saints over the Falcons because the Falcons are garbage. Guess what? They win. So, F you, Saints. (laughs) Yes. Next. Uh, I think they're... The Colts. The Colts. At at Colts at five and three taking on uh, the one and seven Dolphins, mm-hmm. the garbage team of the entire NFL, and the Dolphins win two in a row <laughs> on the road okay. against the what the hell against the Brissettless Colts. So F U Colts and F U Dallas and who else? The Rams. F off. The Rams lost to Pittsburgh, who's been trash all year, but it has made a little bit of a comeback with Mason Rudolph. And F the Titans for beating the Chiefs. <laughs> and F the Raiders just because. Yeah. And F the Raiders F- always because that's a weekly F. Yeah. You guys almost beat them like on on Thursday, right? Yeah, it was adorable after we beat up on the uh, on the on Green Bay Packers. Green Bay. Like you guys beat Green I was Bay. There. It was glorious. That you were there? I was there. It oh, was congrats. Glorious. You needed that. I did. You it needed was, that. It brought me back. And then three days later, news broke that they're moving to London. They're not moving they're not to London. London. I know they're not, but I don't need that. <laughs> Damn it. I hear so many rumors about Brady coming to the Chargers. Huh? What? Yeah. Stop. Where? What are you talking about? You know, what? just in the in the gossip. To what? See a game? Yeah. No. Well, first of all, he has a house here. He yeah. and his trainer both have their house up for sale in New England. So everyone's like, where is he going? Everybody about? knows he probably doesn't want to go. And him and Belichick already in fight all the time. So nobody thinks he's going to stay. And... He wants to be a California guy. So who's he, well, there's no way he can play for the Rams. He he's going to be 43 this year. Oh, you know what? I'll take he it. could open up a new stadium. They're they're opening up a new stadium last year. What better person to open it up than the legend? The goat. I'll give you that. But but Philip Rivers ain't going to step aside, and neither is uh, golf. Philip Rivers might have to step aside because he's not having a great season. He's Philip Rivers. <laughs> but also, Goff is like not. <laughs> I Did mean, you hear that subtle? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Listen, he's going to Canton. It's just, just start the trip now. Yeah. Take, oh my Tommy will meet you there. 
I know. It's going to be a very big moving band because he has like 80 kids. He but. really does. He <laughs> has a football team. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, Brady. It's just a rumor. Brady's going to be 43. Like, what are you going to sign it for a one-year deal? I don't think he quits until he wins another one. I really don't. Like, I don't know. I Which just will be this year. Well, especially not if. if They're in know. Fuego. They got. They, they They didn't look good against the Ravens. Well, that was the first test they had. No, their offense can't compete. Their defense is so much better this year, yes. but their offense doesn't have any. Like, luckily, they got Sanu. And I'm so happy for Mohamed Sanu to be able to go from the Falcons to possibly the Super Bowl <laughs> is like a really good move. And, yeah. you know, I'm always happy for Sony Michelle because he went I've, to Georgia. I think the AFC representative. Speaking of, really quick, yeah. Mikol Hardman, who plays for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. did you see that catch he made on Sunday? Where he caught it between the receivers and then all of a sudden just turned on some other gear and just like race to the everyone's like he looked like I thought it was Tariq, to be honest with you. I oh, thought it was it, Hill because he, he had the, the wheels. So exactly freaking who I fast. Thought it was. I thought it was, and I, I looked at it, and, and uh, my son goes, "That's not Hill," uh-uh. and I went, "Sure it is," and then I go, "Oh God, that's the rookie, Miko Hardman, yeah, from the University of Georgia." But watch this, like yeah. Gary's going to play, but catches it and, and watches then, like afterburners, and activate. <laughs> yes, it was just like another level. It was like the Millennium Falcon going into hyperdrive. <laughs> it was like yeah, in Fast and the Furious when they pull up that special gear, yeah. and they hit the nitrous, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like all the stars went, got long. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, ah, Nicole. I love it. I absolutely thought it was Hill, too. I have my, I was, I was, I was holding a baby and I saw it on the TV and I was like, well, there's six fantasy points. And I checked my app like 10 minutes later and he has no touch. I'm like, what the hell? I watched that. Yeah. I had to go back and look. That was crazy. I haven't been holding a baby, but I do scream a lot in football and that's when my baby kicks. Like, hello. Uh, He kicked me so hard. Yesterday, I thought his foot was going to come out of my stomach. <laughs> I was like, ah! So do you have, is he a Falcons fan? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. He's picking up the vibes? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And a dogs fan? Yeah, go dogs. Yeah. yeah. Go <laughs> dogs. <laughs> go dogs. My dad is the funniest texter of all time. I just have to call him out on this. Sorry, You have funny parents, by Yeah, the they're very, very funny. They're very funny. But, like, he was like, hey, you look great on David Spade. And I was like, oh, I hate seeing myself on TV right now. I just feel so fat. He's like, not as fat as you said you were. Go dogs. I'm <laughs> 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 like, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> I mean, it's it's those things that I wish he could put on a card. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not as fat as you said you were. Go, go dogs. dogs. <laughs> Man, if you could just, it's, go dogs is the way to punctuate every sentence ever. It's like, ah, oh, bless them. You that know what I mean? Stuff. Like, they're just the best, so. Very sorry to say we're going to have to let you go. Go dogs. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Gary. You, uh, sorry, you're fired. Uh, yeah. But go dogs now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the cat died. Go dogs. <laughs> hey, you got to twang it up. <laughs> go dogs. You got to Georgia it up. <laughs> yeah. It is so freaking funny. So anyway, oh luckily God. we won last weekend, so I didn't have to get any horrifying. So news. just real quick, uh, quick, uh, <laughs> quack, quick, whatever you want to call it. I guess I was drinking Jer- uh, Gary Jerry's. <laughs> wow! Wow! That, that's my fault for <laughs> leaving that out. Yeah, I, this isn't juice. my water. This is your. <laughs> this is your juice cup. Uh, Lakers are playing lights out basketball. Yeah. Um, baseball's over. Nobody cares. <laughs> College basketball is starting to get to swing. Jayhawks are going to be national champions. Everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> and football's in full swing. Mm-hmm. Um, they come out with the top four teams, and two of them lose. 
Oh, with you talking about in, uh, in college, college football? football? Oh, yeah. To the see- second they come out with the top four, like, these, <laughs> these are going to be your final four. Like, people <laughs> voted on it. Like, and they're down. Like, uh, boom, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. So now all these vote, all these people are back in the but mix. Alabama's still number four. Oh, that's, that's like, I don't, I don't like that. strength of schedule, and they are a quality team. they got to stay in the top four. But they haven't played anybody except LSU, and they lost. And they played Auburn, I think. They played no, they didn't, they don't play Auburn until the end of the year. They play them on They've rivalry. They played somebody. Who? Who have they played? I don't know. I think they played SEC. one ranked team. They played one ranked team. Stop. No. Is their schedule that Clemson weak? should be lower because they almost lost to North Carolina, but they're still undefeated. That's why they're up there. Georgia yeah. Georgia we're just okay. Like we're They'll we're, we're what cutting about Oklahoma? it. Way too do they close. get back in the do they get back? The only ranked teams they played are A and M and LSU. Yeah. Texas A and And they lost to one of those ranked teams. Who is barely ranked at twenty four. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Well, LSU looked pretty good. I think Ohio State's pretty dominant. You know what also pissed me off is like after Alabama lost, that's when Tua really started limping and I'm like, All right, buddy. Like don't act like now you were. Now you. Now we need yeah. to know why you lost. Yeah. So it was the leg, huh? No, you lost because you threw two interceptions. That's why you <laughs> lost because you you was rusty and you should have been sitting. <laughs> I love. I love when I she mean, gets I all get, southeast. I get conference. really upset. The southern it. comes out when it she does. gets fired <sighs> up. It's the best. The best. Anyway, we have to go. Oh. I have to pee. <laughs> I have oh, yeah. to pee. Well, you're pregnant. You always have to. Pee. I always have to pee. All right. Uh, well, hey, listen. I think we covered all the sports. I think we did, yeah. And if you got any questions, uh, stick them up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I say that, I mean write us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In a, in a gentler way. Go to Facebook.com slash yeah. podcast or shove them up your butt. Keep se- sending in those turd awards. Our next episode, we're going to cover all those. Oh, yeah. Turds everywhere. All right. Well, this has been Rob Riggle for uh, Riggle's Picks. I'm Sarah Tiana. And Gary with us as always. Shirtless Gary. Yep. Thanks for listening. Pew, 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 pew.